Welcome to Romancing the Gemstones, where we talk about the righteous gemstones from HBO. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire V, and I'm also an excellent stuntman. But that's not why we're here today. No, no, no. I ain't looking for Speed Racer here. I ain't in one of your action movies. No, sir. No, of course not. No action movies today. I'm here with my co-host, Magna Mills, and we're going to talk about Buddy Sal Ran to Meet Him, Season 3, Episode 2. It's time to do this thing, so don't be a little bitch about it. Come on, man. That fucking bread is old as shit. I just wanted some fresh bread. What is the big deal? I'm Magna Mills. I like fresh bread because I believe it is the most important part of a good sandwich. Thank you for checking out Romancing the Gemstones. Find us wherever you get your podcast on YouTube. We're presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. And please, we can be forgetful at times, but you do not want to forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. That's how people find our channel, how they find our show. We really appreciate it. So if you had fun, please remember to click that thumb. And this will be a full spoiler discussion of this episode titled, But Usao Ran to Meet Him. We won't discuss the teaser for the next episode until we get to our predictions, but I just want to give you that warning because this is it. Only warning. It's a spoiler joint. Let's do this thing! This is Buddy Sal Ran to Meet Him, Season 3, Episode 2, the 20th overall episode of The Righteous Gemstones, originally aired June 18th, 2023, directed by Jody Hill. This is the 10th episode of Gemstones that he's directed, written by John Carcieri and Danny McBride. This is the third written by credit for the duo on Gemstones. Guest stars include Kristen Johnston, Luke Haas, Sturgill Simpson, Casey Wilson, Steve Zahn, and more. The short plot synopsis? Eli does his best to smooth over relations with the Montgomery boys after a visit to their doomsday prepper compound. Back at the Salvation Center, the siblings face off against the Board of Ministers. Give me your Ron's left on the episode. Are you romancing it? Is this a one-night stand? Or are you swiping left? I think I'm romancing this one, dude. I think overall... I laughed a lot. I think the car chase was fucking awesome. And I like generally where the plot is going. I don't know if I'm wild, like that they're making the gemstone siblings a little bit even more unlikable, but I like where the story's going. Really enjoyed this one. So I think I'm going to romance this one, you know, maybe uh want to revisit it again and uh, show it a little uh, TLC and what have you. How about yourself? You know, I'm not going to put a ring on it, but I am going to romance it. I think I'm going to spend some time. I thought this was a really good episode. This is kind of classic um, Righteous Gemstones episode here. We're starting to get into the meat and potatoes. I expect the next couple episodes keep getting better and better and better. This is what they did so well last year, uh, season two. I, th- I, I think that we're finally starting to kind of hit our stride here. So I'm pretty excited, man. I thought it was a good episode. Let's uh, kick it off with Gideon. I always liked him. But after kind of the, the plot twist or his plot in season one there, he kind of really ran out of gas and they just had him around. He'd randomly go off to just work as a stuntman and that kind of thing. And uh, now we here have him can't be a stuntman anymore, apparently because of his injury. And they're going to make him Eli's driver. I think that could be very cool. Any thoughts on what they've done with Gideon here and the big car chase sequence we got towards the end of the episode? I'm actually really happy that he's going to be kind of involved as a character here. He's not just going to have kind of like one little thing or just in and out. I I really like this. I think it's good usage of him. They set it up nicely uh, with the firing of the other one and and the firing of the other driver in episode one, which was a hilarious moment. 
fits naturally to give him that spot here. And it's just so hilarious because he can't turn his head right or left because of his neck injury. So it's just, again, like that, those little scenes where like now people have to have to tell him whether it's clear or not. Uh, I think it's going to be really funny throughout. And we obviously saw he's capable here uh, with Eli giving him his eyes, man. He's, he's capable to, uh, to get on anything. Uh, That was a pretty sick move with the, with the car there at the end. Yeah, again, didn't really, you know, break new ground, but I thought it was a well-done chase sequence, especially for a show that's ostensibly a comedy. It uh, goes right back to season two. One of my favorite parts of the whole season, maybe one of my favorite sequences on the show was that bike chase, where Gideon kind of like redeemed himself a a little bit in Jesse's eyes, I think. And here, I think Eli seems really impressed, and we'll save some of this for predictions, but I think Gideon could really play a maybe even bigger role than expected going forward. Which is surprising because, I mean, look at this guy, right? He picked up smoking. He's got Lucky Charms and Budweiser. I mean, I thought he was a stuntman, not a sophomore at Coastal Carolina. You know, he's having, this is his version of a gap year, I guess. And a shout out to that opening scene where, like, you know, he gets busted kind of by Amber and Jesse. And and he calls Amber mommy. And then she's just like, what the fuck? Quit calling me mommy. He's like, I I totally don't know why I did that. Yeah, it was it was weird, uh, but it was also funny. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I, I hope it is going to be a little bit of a of a bigger role for him this season. That would be very cool. Maybe he ends up saving the day or ruining it. We'll find out. Uh, just one more tiny gag. Right before you know, uh, Gideon smoking, Eli comes out and they go to get in the car, and, he, and uh, Eli's like, "All right, I don't want no speed racer here, whatever." And you know, and Gideon's like, "Oh, sure, no problem. No action movies today." And then you know, shortly thereafter, they get in a long extended action sequence. So. How about those preppers, man? The Brothers of Tomorrow's Fires. It seems like Peter Montgomery is about to be one of the, the villains or maybe even the big bad. We'll, we'll find out uh, for this season. What do you think about his introduction and the pretty crazy scar he's got on his face? How did he get that, Magna Mills? Did he get fish hooked and it just just went too far? I think we'll save that one for uh, predictions, maybe. That might come up. And shout out Steve Zahn. Been in a, a bunch of stuff most recently. I remember uh, first season of White Lotus. It was uh, yeah. very good in that. I think he could be fun in this role. Kind of curious where they're going to go to it. The preppers kind of had an interesting vibe. They do leave open who called the, the feds in on them. I don't think it was Eli or anybody we've seen. So I think there's probably another shoe to drop there you know, something they'll probably bring back around towards the, the back half of the season or something. I liked it overall. I think it's fairly interesting. Maybe you don't want it to play it out or whatever, but I think the, uh, we kind of meet the new, whether you want to call them the, uh, the cousins or the nephews or whatever, just love the bull Carl, like the, the huge ass dude. And the Eli's like, Oh, little Carl. And he just seemed kind of nice or whatever, especially when they're in the fucking uh, car chase. And he just like, I pooped a little. I, I cracked up uh, right in the middle of all that. Uh, he's actually played by uh, Robert Oberst, who's like one of the strongest men in the world type of dudes, right up there with uh, the mountain from Game of Thrones, that kind of thing. Uh, come on, man. Uh, Calvin's going to like this dude, right? If they get to have some contact, I think Calvin's going to be interested in this guy. I definitely see him recruiting him to the Smut Busters, but I thought it was really cool too that he's kind of like this nice, gentle giant, but then like, he was just manhandling all the guys when they were trying to escape the the comp the compound. So I think this is a kind of a cool storyline. I actually I actually found it intriguing and interesting, and it made for some great je- jokes with Jesse with you know being even being getting David crushed out there. I mean he he really nailed it, dude, with some of those some of those one liners. So uh, just for that alone, it was worth it. But I I think it's going to be interesting to see that you know, and I like that it's kind of we thought maybe the the sister 
was going to be the the bad, right? But it actually looks like maybe the sister's husband is going to be the bad of, of Eli. So that's I thought that was an interesting twist. Yeah, I'm curious to see where this one goes. It, you know, my guess is, you know, I don't even say this in predictions, but we'll probably, when we get the flashback episode, my guess is it's going to explain all of this kind of. Yeah. And then we'll we'll find out a bunch of shit as far as how this fits together. How about Judy? Any thoughts on her? You know, we got some more development for Steven, which was cool, but then Judy gives him the fuck off money. It seems like she's done with him. And, you know, BJ, I wouldn't call him the sharpest knife in the drawer, but he does seem to have an inkling that, that something is up. They have, they have that conversation in the parking lot after they go to see the movies. So what do you think with Judy? She continues to be hysterical, but she doesn't, like, she seems to be painting herself into a corner a little bit, right? I think she is. I'm, I'm, you know, I think it's just only a matter of time here before she just has to kind of come out and tell BJ and he's going to have to be okay with it or not. Um, she's just so badly wants to try to compartmentalize it and move over, but she needs him to, to like forgive her for it. And she can't. So I think that's going to come to a head and I actually like that they're doing that. I think it's going to be a, a cool moment when it does look, man, that scene with Steven back at home with his wife was wild with the blender and all that. I mean, that was really cool scene. Uh, something tells me we'll probably, she'll have to be, she'll have to choose again. Let's just put it that way. Um, we'll save that for predictions, but yeah, it's tough on Judy here to start, you know? You know, she gets a couple of good lines in there about, you know, her, uh, the power of her pussy and everything like that. I really enjoyed that. I, I don't quite know what Steven sees in her, that he's willing to murder his uh, family for her, but especially after just a little dry humping, I mean, it must have been some real friction. You really jarred something loose, Tiger. Jamie G, everyone has different points where they think the relationship leaps to the next level. I just have to say that uh, Judy's kind of mile marker there is, well, strange and unusual. Me and you... <laughs> We haven't even shit in front of each other. But I want to. That's a pretty wild... Uh... It's an interesting point of demarcation in your relationship. How about that meeting with the ministers? I mean, there's bad meetings, and then, well, there's meetings that turn into a giant shoe fight, literally. I, who throws shoes, dude? Seriously, I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, this was a very funny scene, but the gemstones are in deep, deep, deep water here, right? I mean, they're in some serious trouble. Yeah, they're up Shit's Creek with uh, like paddles this deep or whatever the uh, the eight mile line was there to Lotto. They're not in good shape here, but this was hysterical, right? But this is like really bad. They're going to lose all their affiliates or whatever it, it appears like. I don't know how that works with all their programming and that kind of thing, but this seems to be like immediate, like, oh, fuck kind of shit. This isn't a hiccup, I don't think. This is a, a really, really big deal, especially after losing the boy Dusty Daniels and his 200 plus mil last episode i mean they're just bleeding here yeah i mean absolutely hysterical everything with the the insults the throwing of the shoes jesse's like karate shopping the shoes trying to knock them out of the air when people are throwing at them i do have to admit just for a second when uh kelvin started the we the three and you joint i thought it might work for just a second, I thought they were going to get away with some really kind of dumb shit like that. It feels like on Barry or something that would have worked. It definitely felt like it, it had a little nice ring to it, didn't it? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It had a it had a decent ring. Some people were starting to buy it. Maybe it just was their people in the back. But, you know, people bought it. We, the three and you. Come on, come on. We, we the, the three, three and, and you. you. Come on, everybody. 
We, the three and you. Let me hear y'all. We, the three and you. Come on, come on. This is what you've got for. Shout out Eli. Yeah, just love. Uh, you know, he doesn't get a, a lot here, uh, really, except he's late for the meeting. And we find out that he's late when it's still five minutes before it's supposed to start because Eli is most definitely one of those dudes who's always 15 minutes early for everything, right? I think that was just a nice little uh, a piece of character work there because he would definitely be that guy. And when they tried to recruit him to come to that meeting, I just loved his reaction because it's like every day off I've ever fucking had. I am trying to relax, but... People keep bothering me. We did touch on it. Just want to give a shout out to that opening scene with Steven and his wife, Christy, played by Casey Wilson. And she's very, fairly well known. So I would be surprised if this is her only appearance. I think they'll come back around. But I most definitely got real Barry vibes from that whole scene. Right down to Steven taking the uh, the blender joint to the head. That was made of glass. That will kill you. That is not like yeah. your, your minimum skull fracture right there. My grandma used to have one of those old glass joints. Those things are diesel AF. This just shows you why you never, ever, 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 ever get into a fight with a woman about her hair. Yeah, don't don't tell her that Bob looks terrible. Just just don't. Mills, what is up with the merch? Do we have any new righteous merchandise from this episode? Not as much in this one. I mean, their you know their wardrobe is so good; it's hard to even compete. But I would go with, uh, give me a t-shirt, and you got the poster for the movie Drive from 2011 with Ryan Gosling, but instead of Ryan Gosling, you got Gideon in the neck brace. I think that would be cool. And then just, uh, we, the three, and you, and you've just got the gemstones hiding behind the chairs, chucking shoes at people. I think that would, uh, that'd be fun. Around here, we always turn the other cheek. No, not because we've done something wrong, well, that you know about. This is where we give our alternate titles. For, but a sow ran to meet him. Can we do better here? Something tells me we probably can. Mills, hit me with your best shot. Probably, but now you, you said around here, which sounds like round here, so I've counting crows stuck in my head. So Round uh, here! Yeah, it's always on my mind, dude. It's always on my mind. Uh, if I were just going to have fun with this one, I would just go with I pooped a little. Uh, I think that would uh, be fun. How about uh, Thou shalt not cast the first shoe? That's great. Uh, that's really good. Uh, the plight of the preppers, I thought was a, a, a really good one. And just just because we have to do something uh, for our boy Gideon, how about Gideon's new gig? It just there's, there's a nice ring to that. I do like the uh, the way that one flows. And uh, uh, how about just a nice drive in the park? Right. That was, you know, you got a nice stroll in the park. They just went for a nice drive in the park. Nice drive in the park. What, one more before we get out of here. The Summit of Ministers would have been kind of a cool name. Maybe the meeting of ministers, the uh Ooh, I like that. Or, yeah, I'd be like, I'm trying to think of like a revenge of the Jedi, kind of like the revenge of the minister. I don't know, the menace of the the circle back the around. The menacing him. ministers. Let us know what you guys think. Hit us up. You know where to find us. And if not, we'll remind you. Now we're gonna drop a gem on them. Once again, Once again. this is our favorite quote or dialogue. From, but a sow ran to meet him. Yeah, and you know what? Shout out, Judy. I got to give it up for the power of the pussy. Okay, I have long known that I can drive men wild with the power of this pussy, or even just the promise of this pussy. I mean, it drives men wild, dude. That's that's just the promise of it, dude. I'm going to do one even better. 
Uh, well, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to, I was going to go right with Steven on the other end of that, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go Peter, man. I'm going to go Peter when he kind of gave his prep talk, the the speech, if you will, to all the preppers, you know, basically saying that the world famous gemstones, they're not there to offer you a gift. These people, they're not here to, to offer you a gift. They are here to sell you something. I know because I bought it once. These are not people of God. They're entertainers, performers, charlatans. When the end of times come, are we to believe that these phony fakers will be called to the kingdom of heaven? And I like that we get a little tease here because he goes, I know because I bought it once. So somehow, some way, he got burned somewhere uh you know they're entertainers performers they're charlatans for christ's sake mills that's a good one because that seemed to to really land you know based on what we've seen i would say eli's the only one that even has any like kind of realistic level of faith well i don't know maybe kelvin a little in his own weird youth ministry kind of way Well, the gemstones never hold back when it comes to insulting one another, and it's an absolute pleasure to watch. Yeah, it haven't helped you if you get caught on the wrong end of one of these. And they're not gemstones, but shout out to uh, Stephen and Christy's marriage counselor, because they must be rolling in the dough. I'm sorry I don't like your haircut, okay? It looks fucking stupid. Get over it! <laughs> My hair is age appropriate unlike you trying to look young with frosted tips you look old and desperate you're thinking you're some hot rock star doing coke it's sad seriously i'm not kidding an unemployed cokehead piece of shit who soaks all day can't even support his kids but don't worry he still wears ripped jeans and spends all day learning kinks from leon like a goddamn teenage idiot steven i've got some bad news and some great news bad news first so this is fuck off money a little bit, maybe, kind of. And then the great news. She thinks I'm back on Coke. That's great news. Poor Steven. It seems like he's all in on Judy while she's just power tripping. I'll leave my family in a second if I can have you. I'd murder them. I believe you. Okay, I have long known that I can drive men wild with the power of this pussy, or even just the promise of this pussy, but like, Marriage ruining shit, homewrecker shit, that's a hell no from me, dog. Eli, for your sake, I hope that Judy isn't in charge of making any medical decisions for you should you become incapacitated. But daddy, you're alive right now. You ain't even drooling yet. You ain't even squirting piss against your will. Peter might be a bit crazy, but he ain't wrong. These people, they're not here to, to offer you a gift. They are here to sell you something. I know! Because I bought it once. These are not people of God. They're entertainers, performers, charlatans. Hey, Jesse, maybe don't insult the guys with guns who have you surrounded in the middle of the woods. They got damn meal team six guarding this joint. Somebody in the writer's room really had a thing with hairstyles in this episode. Hey, buddy, your hairstyle and your little flavor saver. That's making you look like a fool, Holmes. Holmes, that's a very uh, Danny McBrideism right there. And uh, Jesse wants to seem righteous, but sometimes I think he only listens to the Lord when the Lord's saying what Jesse wants to hear. The Lord's telling me you're a little baby bitch. 
Uh, we're going to continue to be righteous with our righteous moments. You guessed it. These are our favorite moments from Benassa ran to meet him. Technically, it's got to be the car chase. But I would also accept the, the shoe fight or the opening scene with Steven and Christy. So I'm going car chase, but uh, I, those are two honorable mentions, which you are free to take if you would like. Well, car chase is way up there. Shoe fight is incredible. I'm actually going to go with the with the whole drive uh, as they're driving to the compound and then they get through the compound and then that little exchange right there i thought that was pretty awesome just the ride there the first time you kind of see gideon not be able to turn and you realize how ridiculous it is that he's a driver uh yeah that that whole thing was pretty good man danny mcbride was just firing off zingers as as always as, as jesse gemstone so love that one yeah good uh capper on that one too when gideon doesn't know whether or not he's supposed to stay with the car yeah, that's just a nice capper, like stupid joke that didn't need to be in there for any other reason other than it was funny. Now it's time to bust out our jeweler's loop and evaluate this episode. We're going to grade, but he saw ran to him on a scale of zero to 10 gemstones. Jamie G, send us on our way. Man, I'm going to be a pretty higher, uh, pretty much higher on this one than, than the last one here. Um, I'm, I'm giving this a solid 9.0 gemstones. Ooh, nine flat. I am higher than last episode, but not a crazy amount. I am going 8.4 gemstones. Liked it, but I, I think there's still a little bit of room for improvement. Definitely gets brought up quite a bit because there are just a you know a couple of just standout scenes, but you know, I I've got faith that they're gonna keep growing past this. Well, we keep the righteousness rolling here on Romance and the Gemstones, so we're going to roll right into our righteous ratings. Magna Mills, tell us how it works. Here's the deal. Every episode, we rate the main characters in five categories on a scale of one to five. One's the worst, five's the best. We average the results together, kind of create our own little model, rate the characters to determine who won the episode. We rate them on the following categories. Getting shit done home slash romantic life, career, don't be a fuck up, which means just don't fuck up, and the funny factor, did they make you laugh? Number five, Jesse, not much surprise there. They really failed this episode. At number four, we have Eli, not necessarily his fault, but he's being dragged down by his kids at this point. At number three, we have BJ. He was number one last episode. He's down a little bit, but still in the top three. At two, we have Amber didn't really do much this episode but you know you can't uh didn't lose anything either so she kind of stays right where she was at number one with the bullet is gideon gemstone i mean came out of nowhere right like it's like a dude coming off the bench in the nba finals and just dropping 30 coming in cold he opens the episode just passed out smoke and everything like that ends the episode with a new job working for eli after a high-speed car chase and everything so i don't think there can be uh much doubt on that one no well the show is almost over but we've got faith in the future just a heads up, we're about to give our predictions for the next episode, which will definitely include the next time on trailer. If you don't want to hear anything about that, now's your time to bounce. Otherwise, stay tuned. If not, peace. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you on the next one. Those for hanging with us, here we go. Next up is Season 3, Episode 3, 
for their nakedness is your own nakedness. The short plot synopsis is tired in the lap of luxury. Baby Billy pursues a new vocation as a game show host. The Gemstones host a cousin's night for Carl and Chuck. Jamie G, I am very excited about both these things. We see a little bit of the cousins in the trailer, a little bit of baby Billy. We also see that uh, BJ is trying to use Amber's uh, system to fix his uh, marriage to Judy. Those are the main points from the teaser. And I mean, just right off the top, we get baby Billy and he's going to be a game show host. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard of in my life, I think, until this point. Oh, dude. I mean, baby Billy and anything is incredible, but baby Billy as a game show. Yes. I mean, he's got the smile and the, the banter. He'd be perfect at it. Dude, he's, yes. But I'll I'll say this. I'm, they had me at the at the episode title here. For na- their nakedness is your own nakedness. I really like the possibilities there. Um, man, I, I, this one's got me fired up. I think it's, it's, it's got a chance that it should be the best of the three so far. Uh, what do you think, man? After the failure of the kids in the previous episode, you think we're going to see Eli get back, you know, more involved with the business here? I think we're going to have to at least a little bit. Although I do think he's going to be consumed with the nephews, uh, the cousins. So I think he'll be involved a little bit, but maybe not as much as we think because I think he's going to be managing this this cousin nephew situation. The cousin nephew situation that definitely sounds like an Archer episode or something like that. Uh, I think we mentioned it before, but I think we're going to see Steven and his wife again. I don't think uh, that's the last of those two, especially since we've seen Steven in both episodes so far. They got the opening scene, uh, the cold open, even I think for episode two. So I think we'll see them again, right? I think so. And I'm also going to I'm also going to come out and say, you know, we see BJ attempting to use the system to fix his marriage to Judy. I'm going to say, you know, he found out the truth with Judy here. She either tells him or somehow BJ sniffs it out in this episode. Oh, so you're saying he finds out now. I'm saying he doesn't find out for a minute, and then it's, uh, oh, I'm going to say it's uh, it's Steven's wife that tells him, and then maybe she makes a play at BJ to like try to get back at them or something like that. I would I, like that. I, I think that would be fun, and I, I, I've i always loved Casey Wilson, so uh, yeah, that, that should be fun. I would like to keep her on the show, and you know, probably not going to be a shocker, but I think Gideon is going to come way up here. I think Eli is going to spend time with him and realize like Gideon might be more competent than any of his actual children. So I think it's not impossible that Gideon like sees a major come up here. Yeah, I think I think I think you're spot on there. Yeah, dude. And the fact we're getting baby Billy here, he he looks back. Any thoughts on what he's been up to nowadays? Uh, anything that you took out of this? It looks like he's being like a live singer at the Zion's Landing from what I can tell. Right, he's out there by the pool with the umbrella and everything, so kind of like a glorified lounge singer, but apparently, you know, making pretty good dough at it or what have you. How great would it be if you went on a vacation and every night you had, you know, entertainment by Baby Billy? It'd just be, yeah, that would be something I would be really. I mean, even if it's just I would go just for like Walt Goggins, he doesn't even got to be a character, I'll show up. It's all good, man. Uh, that's gonna the only thing I'm not looking forward to about the, the justified revival is he's not going to be in it because, uh. Yeah, love, love me some Walton Goggins, baby. I would be there for all that. And mention it, but uh, Kelvin's definitely going to have a thing for Carl, right? Like the Super Jack cousin dude. Like, he was so fascinated with the strongmen before. That had to be a deliberate choice. You don't cast yeah. a guy like that on accident. It has to. It's got to tie in some way there, I feel like, 100%. Yep. And I mentioned it before, but I think, you know, when we get the flashback episode, we'll find out kind of what happened with Eli and his sister and Amy Lee and Peter and everything. And we'll see how Peter got that scar. 
Love it. That brings us to the end of another episode of Romancing the Gemstones. Thank you guys for checking us out. We appreciate you hanging with the gemstones with us. Uh, we'll be here all season breaking down every episode. So make sure you hit us up on social media, drop a line in the comments. Let us know if you have any thoughts, what you feel about these characters, what direction you think they're going. Hit us up, man. We'll definitely respond to everyone that we can. And do not forget the flaps. You got to follow. You got to like. You got to please, please, please subscribe. Flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Mills? Everything he said was accurate. Just, I mean, we'll settle for a follow, for a like, for a subscribe if you want to do them all. That is awesome. Again, find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube. Romancing the Gemstones. We're presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. That's basically it. Just remember, if you had fun, we could really use a thumb. I only got two of them over here. So two thumbs at me, Magnum Mills, two thumbs at that guy, Jamie G. We only ask one thing you hear besides the, the remembering the flaps. Remember, just live your life big baby Billy style. Bye, Felicia. You can keep the gig. Ooh.